You are about to listen to The Light of Emuna, a Parsha podcast based on the teachings of the Or HaEmunah weekly publication by Harav Menachem Azolai. This podcast is being produced Lezecher Nishmas Rachel Bas Yosef Zed. Translation and narration by Dove Elias. For more information, please visit the Light of Emuna website at www.tloe.us. Welcome to the Light of Emuna podcast, Parshas Vayera. This adaptation is dedicated in honor of my dear wife Devor and our dear daughter Tova Zoe, and for a full shleim of Ratzah Bas Rachel, Henya Bas Tradel, Menach Mordechai Ben Ophira, and Rivka Bas Simalea. The parsha opens. Hashem appeared to him in the plains of Mamre while he sat at the entrance of the tent in the heat of the day. At the end of the parsha, when it comes to the Akedah, Hashem says, Bring him up there as an offering upon one of the mountains. What is meant by upon one of the mountains? There are two significant mountains, Har Sinai, upon which the Torah was given to the Jewish people, and Har HaMariah, upon which Yitzchak was bound. When the Beis HaMikdash was built, which one was it built upon? It was built on Har HaMariah. It was not built on Har Sinai, on which the Torah was given. Why not? Was the giving of the Torah not the more momentous event? Rather, the place where a person stretched out his neck to be sacrificed to Hashem holds greater sanctity than even the place where the Torah itself was given. This is offered by the sons of Rebbechaim of Sons. Hasimcha b'avodes Hashem. Joy in serving Hashem. The joy, agility, and excitement with which Avram fulfilled his mission in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's world is indescribable and unfathomable. Is it comprehensible that a 100-year-old man who had just days earlier circumcised himself on the third day after that circumcision, in the most difficult moments of his recovery, leapt from his seat and joyously and enthusiastically ran to three travelers who appeared to be Arabs so that they might agree to be his guests? Where can one find Jews who perform mitzvahs with such youthful exuberance and such joy and love? Our first father, holy of holies, first to have Emuna, first of the circumcised, went way beyond to give his three guests the warmest welcome, all with running vigor and excitement. As the Psukim and Perkut Ches go on, he perceived, so he ran towards them. So Avram hastened to the tent to Sarah and said, Hurry. Then Avram ran to the cattle. And again, when he was told to sacrifice his only son, he raced to fulfill Hashem's word. So Avram woke up early in the morning. And again, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded him to circumcise, he did not delay. On that very day, on the same day, he did as Hashem ordered. The Pesach in Tehillim in Parakuf Yud Beis says, Ashri ish yareyes Hashem mitzvaysev chavetz ma'ed. Praiseworthy is the man who fears Hashem, who intensely desires his commandments. That was said in reference to Avram Avinu, who feared sin very much. As the Pesach tells us, Ki ata yadati ki yarelikim ata, that Hashem says to Avram, For now I know that you are a God-fearing man. He ran after Hashem's mitzvahs with joy and willingness not to receive reward or to avoid suffering, only out of love. When a Jew performs self-sacrifice for Hashem's honor, he immediately receives joy. Akedas Yitzchak, the binding, the sacrifice of Yitzchak, is the essence of Jewish self-sacrifice. The preparedness to sacrifice everything that is precious and beloved that a Jew possesses 
for his emuna. It is difficult to comprehend the intensity of the self-sacrifice. A Jew travels with joy and eagerness to sacrifice his only son, his beloved, who was born to him after so many long years of longing, all because his creator commanded. He was prepared to nullify his own continuity. Yitzchak was his legacy. Without Yitzchak, there would be no Jewish nation. This was an indescribably enormous challenge. That is why we begin our morning prayers each morning with the story of the Akedah. We still live because of this extraordinary singular merit. Every Rosh Hashanah, Hashem judges the Jewish people and grants us a life of blessing and good through the power of the blowing of the shofar, which elevates the merit of Akedas Yitzchak before Hashem and seals the mouths of the prosecutorial angels. On the days that we recite Slichas, we raise Akedas Yitzchak as a flag to ask Hashem for mercy, forgiveness, and pardon. All of the tefillahs of the day are accepted in the merit of the Akedah, of Avram Avinu's astounding action of nullifying all of his personal feelings, casting aside his own intellect, suppressing his own compassion to the will of Hashem. Our days are filled with Akedahs. We perform self-sacrifice and we bind our own desire to do Hashem's will. This saturates even the smallest moments of our lives. I feel compelled to criticize. It is on the tip of my tongue, but I refrain. I have no strength or enthusiasm to greet the person walking towards me. I would much prefer to cross the street to avoid him, but I force myself to smile at him as much as I can. The toughest arena is negative thoughts, to run away from them towards good thoughts. When a bad thought rises up, to stop it forcefully and exchange it for something positive, with benefit of the doubt. If we see something good in another person, even if it is minor, it already changes the picture. If we smoke, focus on this small element in which the person is a tzaddik, we suddenly transform his reality and all of the bad things cease to exist. We no longer notice them. Have you already given up? You do not concentrate when davening, you get angry with your children, you eat what you do not need, you waste money, you do all sorts of silly things, and we all do inane things because we are flesh and blood. For anyone who feels this way, Rabbi Nachman composed the teaching entitled Azamra Lelekei Ba'odi, Tereresh Pei Beis. I will sing to God with the little I have left. Azamra. What is the little I have left? With a little bit of good that is still within me, with that I will revive myself. Rabbi Nachman gave us hope. Even when it feels like fate has battered us and Hashem has handed us a painful destiny, such a difficult childhood, such a problematic family life, such troubles with our children, etc., Set everything aside for a moment and seek that element in which we are certainly a tzaddik, and that element, element will reinvigorate our soul. We must do this for our friends, and we must do this for ourselves. Rather than become dejected and think that we are not capable, not worthy, or that we are worthy, but the other person is not, he is not as successful as we are, the teaching Azamra comes along and tells us to seek the good point, even if it is tiny, and thereby transform our negative thoughts into positives. Avram Avinu brought the whole world close and daven for everyone, even the people of Sodom, who were evil and sinners, that they should do tshuva. The extent of his benevolent eye is inestimable and indescribable. He asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu to find a bit of good amongst the men of Sodom. If there were only ten tzaddikim in the city, they could be the aspect of good of the wicked Sodomites, and in their merit the entire city would be saved. That is the message of Avram Avinu. Even if someone treats us poorly, we must still look at them in a positive way and not immediately distance ourselves from them. Even when we must sometimes keep certain people away, it must never cause us to think badly of them, talk badly about them, or push them out of our hearts.
To the contrary, we must arouse compassion for them, daven for them, never give up on them, and try always to give them the benefit of the doubt. When we judge someone favorably, he feels it in his soul, even if we do not say a word to him. It helps him overcome his difficulties. Looking at him in a positive light encourages him to see the good in himself and to believe in himself. And if we also offer a kind word, that can be the beginning of his transformation. When a person hears that he is good, he strives to prove it correct, that he really is worthwhile. We are forbidden from feeling superior to others. Every Jew contains some element that no one else does. Every person is a unique tile in the huge mosaic that is the Jewish people. Each of us has some unique facet in which we are at tzaddik. This begins with those closest to us. Just as we know how to help a child who is facing difficulty, so must we connect to our struggling spouse. Instead of focusing on their shortcomings, for example, he is not so sympathetic, she is not so wise, he does not know how to give compliments, she is not so perceptive, he is not so considerate, she is not a great listener. Instead of those, we must focus on what what they do well, on their virtues. A benevolent outlook is the world's correction, the world's redemption. When the eye, the eyes are good, everything is good. There is blessing in life. As the Pesach in Mishlei says, He who has a generous eye will be blessed. When we are generous in our assessment of others, Hashem is generous in providing us with boundless abundance. A benevolent outlook leads to a pleasant, happy, and satisfying life. Whenever something bad happens, we understand that it derives from our negative outlook because we see things improperly. We must step aside and contemplate. We must think about what is actually going on until we realize that it all depends on us, on our perspective. Once we successfully reawaken the generous outlook, we can proceed forward until Mashiach arrives with his refined eyes and magnanimous outlook. In the merit of his positive attitude, he merits being who he is. Our nature is to be impatient and quick-tempered. That is why so many people lose their joy and vitality in serving Hashem and it turns into a burden. We must learn from Avram. Hashem appeared to him in the plains of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance of the tent in the heat of the day. If we want Hashem to appear to us, we must be prepared to sit at the entrance of the tent. Our breaking point is usually at the entrance of the tent, the long wait under the burning sun of the illicit desires of this world. Entering holiness takes time. Every Jew has an eternal place within, in holiness. We need only stay strong and stubbornly persist. Many have stood at the threshold of success only to become broken and turned back right before they were to merit entering. We are expected only to gird ourselves with patience and wait. When we sit at the entrance of the tent, outside, under the fire of illicit desires and negative attributes, we are completing our soul correction. Waiting is not wasted time that we, that we would have been better off without. It is part of the correction. In this time that we must wait, we build vessels, and when complete, we will merit. We must only not abandon our desires, our yearnings. We must continue to battle the Sahara that tries to overcome us. How? With unlimited prayer, begging, and pleading. Joy is emuna. If a person is not content with something in his life, it is a lack of emuna. When we recall that everything is Hashem's doing and all for the best, we cease being dissatisfied. It is forbidden to lose the emuna and, ho- and the hope that is within the words, all-powerful, hakol yachol. The Pasuk tells us that when it comes to the Akedah, by Yom HaShlishi on the third day, by Yisa, Avram is Enav, and Avram lifted his eyes, by Yaris HaMokem and perceived the place from afar. What place did he perceive from afar? He saw the place of the Beis HaMikdash and foresaw multitudes of Jews, the descendants of Yitzchak, sacrificing Karbanis. How could that be? Behold, he was leading his son Yitzchak to slaughter. 
Avram Avinu did not become confused. He continued to have Amuna that the Beis Hamikdash would stand in that holy place as he sent his hand forth to slaughter his son. He relinquished his own comprehension and he proceeded. He did not second guess Hashem. He had Amuna that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would fulfill his promise when he told him to look to the heavens and know that his descendants would be as innumerable as the stars. Hashem is able to do two diametrically opposed opposites at the same time. When we forego our own intellect and strengthen our amuna, we see salvations. When we live a life of giving chesed and love of others, we merit living with joy and amazing connection to Hashem. One of Avram Avinu's characteristics was his boundless generosity. He had a fierce desire to do chesed, to take in guests, to help others. Yiddishkeit says that a person's money is not his own. It is a deposit that Hashem has entrusted him with. One of the ways in which the creator of the world provides for his creations is by giving certain people extra money so that they will support those who lack. Tzedakah comes from the word for just, tzedek. When a person gives tzedakah, he is not doing a favor. He is doing justice by giving what was deposited with him to the person for whom it was intended. He recognizes that the money was given to him so that he would perform mitzvahs and good deeds with it. And that is what he does. That is justice. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees that a Jew conducts himself properly with the money entrusted to him, he gives him more and more from his expansive hand. When a Jew gives charity, he thereby breaks his illicit desire for money, a very challenging urge in our generation. He is literally fashioning an Akedah, and at that moment he receives tremendous joy. There is nothing that gladdens the soul like the feeling of our money going to good places, that good deeds are being done with it. A Jew must be ready to do a bit more than he seems capable of doing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves our self-sacrifice. He repays us many times what we forfeited. We begin with our last ounce of strength and divine assistance helps us complete the task. When we go beyond our abilities, extra effort, another song, another smile, another act of honoring others, another attempt to overcome sadness, another endeavor to remember that everything is from Hashem and for the very best, another bit of effort, a bit more than we thought possible, we reveal the infinite light. That concludes the Torah portion of Rav Azulai's Light of Amuna. And now, as we do every week, we conclude with the tefillah that Rav Azulai shares with us from his heart, his cry to Hashem. It is a very personal and intimate part of him, and it reads, Master of the world, do not allow me to pretend that I am a bit better than I really am. When I receive some compliment that only you, Father, and I know that I do not truly deserve because I am not what they think, help me to say so, not to remain silent, not to allow others to think it is true. When I know the citation for a source that comes up in a conversation because I came across it in my studies that very week, help me not to give people the impression that I am so well versed in the Holy Torah that I can retrieve citations so easily. Rather, I should say that, thank God, I just recently learned this topic and that is how I recall it. Every time that I conduct myself with courtesy and politeness, for example, while eating because I'm among people and they see me, help me remind myself that I am not such a tzaddik. Because when no one sees me, I can throw something into my mouth while walking or throw a crumpled piece of paper on the side of the road and assuage my guilt by saying that it is not so bad. It gets swallowed up in the grass. And all other things that I do and hide from other people because they're not, they not such nice things. That is not derech eretz. That is not holiness. When I disqualify someone who annoys me because he is so loud and tries to impress others or because he is so self-centered and it seems as if he does not care about what, what happens around him, help me to remember that one who disqualifies does so with his own flaws. If I see a fault in another person, it is certain that I too have an element of that defect. For if I did not, I would not see it at all. 
Master of the world, do not ever allow me to try to pretend that I am a bit better than I truly am. Have an awesome, uplifting, and wonderful Shabbos. You've been listening to the Light of Emuna Parsha podcast based on the teachings of the Orha Emuna weekly publication by Harav Menachem Azolai. This podcast is produced by Hillel Caps Productions, Lezecher Nishmas, Rachel Bas Yosef Zev. Translation and narration by Dove Elias. For more information about the Light of Emuna or to receive a weekly Parsha newsletter, please visit www.tloe.us.